I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me today is the most handsome man in swimming. No, I'm not talking about our guest. I'm talking about Coleman Hodges, the man on deck and the head of production at Swim Swam. But today we do have a very special guest. We have the fastest man in the history of Canadian swimming, world champion, Olympic medalist, uh, co-founder of SwimmingSecrets.com. Did you hear that? You heard it here, SwimmingSecrets.com. Go there so that you can figure out what it means to have the Swimming Secrets. He's also the vice captain of the Toronto Titans, the International Swimming League franchise, and he sits on the board of the International Swimmers Alliance. Today, we're talking to our best buddy, Brent Hayden. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. someone to help us understand what was going on with um you know the alliance because uh matt biondi is the manager he's like it's just the alliance but let's be formal formal here it is the international swimmers alliance it's not a union it's an association but it is a powerful voice for elite athletes and you have a leadership position how did how did you get this leadership position you know it all started um for us the swimmers anyways um in Budapest at, at the ISL, um, Matt Biondi was there and for, uh, he came into one of our team meetings and gave his presentation and talked about what his, um, his vision was and just, you know, left a stack of papers for us to all, all take and, and read. Um, and I ended up stopping him uh, a couple times uh, in, in the hallway and he actually had no, had no idea who I was, but I definitely had an idea who, who he was because um, uh, Matt was, you know, I'm, I'm still a product of the eighties, you know, being born in 83. So Matt was one of those names that probably the first name I ever actually uh, remember hearing uh, growing up. I remember my coaches talking about, you know, like the Matt Biondi drill was something that we always did. I don't even remember what that drill actually was, but uh, maybe I can ask one of my old coaches, but, uh, and then he had a, you know, a big meeting where we got all the swimmers who were, who were interested. So he, he presented it uh, to us there. And then we just kind of, um, people just sort of, um, you know, put their hats in the ring for whoever wanted to be, uh, to be a part of it. Now, for me personally, uh, you know, I came back to the sport um, primarily because, you know, I fell out of the love of the sport, you know, back in 2012, you know, with depression and everything. And so this was kind of my coming back for a chance to fall in love with the sport again. And when I heard Matt uh, talking about this and, you know, giving us like what his vision was as far as like, well, what better way for me to kind of fall in love with the sport than to actually make sure that I'm leaving it in a better place for everyone who's coming um, after me uh, as well. It's um, so just, I love Matt Biondi. We have a long relationship. He was my team captain in the eighties. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I, I'm sure he did. Well, that's a good question. Did he share with you his history as an athlete and what he went through fighting for athletes rights? Um, yeah, yeah, he and, did, and, and, and yeah, how did that land? How, what, how did he explain that? You know, I think um, I think a lot of people um, in the room, like I don't think we would have be able to understand, you know, wholly um, what he went through. But I, I think a lot of us have probably felt um, at least a taste of um, of that. Um, you know, whether it's with um, you know our own individual sponsors, our NSOs, um, you know, teams, you know, um, like you know, just politics in general. Um, 
Right. And so I, I think a lot of swimmers were thinking like, you know what, like, yeah, like I've, I've sort of experienced a little bit of that, of that too. And, you know, it's in a lot of ways, like sometimes the athletes just don't feel like, like we have a say in anything. We kind of just have to, we have to do or else. Right. So this is just, um, I see it as, as an opportunity to make sure that the athletes get their, um, get their voices heard and that we have our rights represented. It's a, um, so back in the eighties when they, it, it, things were dire and they've improved decade over decade, but their rights are always, I think, I think you pinpointed it. Rights are always um, at the forefront of our, of, of your, of your mind when you're an elite athlete. Um, but to, just to, to, to kind of give us some historical reference, Biondi uh, at the time could not earn any money until he retired from swimming and he fought for the rights to earn a living just to support his training because he was living off of his parents' goodwill. And, and back then the culture was once you swam through your collegiate years, you were told, hey, you know, don't be a swim bum, uh, start your career, start your life. And that was a fight. That was a cultural fight that he had. And it, I think it cost him, I think Matt would have had a, a great 92 Olympics, kind of like his 88 where he won seven medals. I think he would have had another five to seven medal Olympics if he had not spent all this bandwidth and energy fighting. And, and then he sort of disappeared and, and went away and was a teacher. And when he came back and said, hey, they, Mel, this is what I'm doing. Uh, I was like, wow, you're picking up where you left off. He said, yes, I am. Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah, it's one of the things he actually started the meeting with us, telling us how he had been dreaming of this first meeting for 31 years. So, I, I like when when he said that, like um, I can't speak for the other athletes, but like that kind of hit me like a like a ton of bricks. Like, wow, like this has been this has been um, something that you know it's obviously it's been a passion of his, but like man, like it's been a long time coming. Like it almost makes you wonder, like why haven't we been able to have something like this uh, sooner, right? So, I mean, it, it's definitely better late than never, but it just goes to show how much um, how much ground we still have to make in the swimming community. Um, something that our listeners, something that swim fans are, are really, they look at this and this is what they're thinking. They're like, how is, how is the, the, the international swimmers Alliance going to work? And they, and they know it's going to work in, in, in the sense that it's going to be a powerful voice to negotiate better, a better economic circumstances with FINA uh, perhaps. And, and ultimately with their, with their national governing bodies and also with the International Swimming League. So in terms of, of how you guys were explained the Swimmers Alliance and, and where you're, you're going to make your, your first stand, um, where is that? Like it's, it's uh, where, where, where does it begin? Yeah, I, um, I think the first thing is making sure that athletes are getting paid, right? Um, like there's a huge uh, financial gap like when it comes to, um, you know, how much swimmers are able to, to make, but also just making sure we're getting paid on time. Like, I mean, swimmers can always tell you that their payments are, are coming in late. Like no matter, no matter, no matter what competition it is, like seemingly it's like all payments are always coming in late. And, you know, like we, here we are trying to, um, trying to train, uh, you know, we're putting gas in our cars to get to training or, you know, buying, you know, bus passes or whatever is we need to get there. We're paying for rent. We're paying for groceries, you know, whether we got a competition or a training camp coming up, like, our bills uh, don't stop. And um, 
for a lot of athletes, like, you know, especially ones who, who aren't the superstars, like they're literally living on the knife's edge of not being able to continue uh, in the sport anymore. And so like one late payment could literally force somebody into retirement uh, against their wishes. So I, I feel like that's sort of um, one of the most pressing um, areas that we want to kind of be like, you know, speaking up on the athlete's uh, behalf. It, it did. Um, I think the first thing that, that comes to mind that, okay, that makes sense. Thanks for that answer. That was very, that was very clear makes and uh, we should, let's stay there for a second. It's yeah. uh, so this is when you travel around the world. If, if, if people are aware that you go to money meets, um, you're invited out. Um, sometimes your expenses are paid. Sometimes they're not paid. Some, you know, sometimes you're, you're just rolling the dice and going, I'm going to try to swim fast and make that money there. Uh, but payment is, is late. You don't have to call anybody out, but could you give me a horror story about how late payment would come at, at one of these oh. purse meets? Well, I'll, I'll just say um, that one, one of our board members, um, you know, said that from, I'm, I mean, you know, I just, I don't want to say um, who, who it is and what organization it was, but he's rolling on uh, month 48, two years, right? Or no, what is that? 12, 24, 30. Yeah. Sorry. 24 months um, since he's like still waiting for that payment. So that's, that's just, that's more than I was even expecting. You know, like I've, I've definitely personally um, had, you know, um, you know, five to six months, um, but man, like two years, that was, that's pretty insane. You know, in business, you have to, you have to manage accounts receivable, which just means getting paid. Yeah. I mean, and like, and a lot of these times, these are, these are written in our contract saying um, you're going to be paid um, on this date. Um, and, you know, we as athletes, we're always being expected to uphold our ends of these contracts. Um, and this, this goes beyond uh, even just um, financials, um, right? Um, and sometimes it just seems like we're being held accountable, but then the other parties on the other side of it um, aren't being held accountable. So like, so what happens when the other side doesn't, isn't held accountable? Well, swimmers still, for a big part of it still haven't had a voice to, you know, to stand up for them, especially, especially like, you know, I, I don't want to say the little guy, but like, you know, the non-superstar swimmers, like what do they do when, um, when the other side of their contract isn't fulfilling their obligations, right? Like, so we want to make sure that, you know, they have that voice and they have that support uh, behind them as well. Um, so did, I'll come back to this, the, the accounts receivable things in business, which really just means getting paid. Um, just from a personal standpoint, uh, let's just say you, you have to follow up about, Hey, can you get paid? These are emails, phone calls. Um, have you, have you done this for several months and like sent endless emails? Hey guys, when's payment forthcoming? Yeah. I, I remember being, um, back in my first life in, in swimming there, there was a situation where, um, where I was firing off, having to fire off emails and write official letters and, uh, and things like that. And it's, it's never comfortable because uh, a lot of times you're sending these emails and these letters to, um, to people who you actually have relationships with. Right. And so you don't want to, you don't want to end up on the wrong, on, on the wrong side of, of, of a, like, you know, in someone's bad books in, in a relationship. Right. So like, cause you, you want to, you want to make sure that you're being heard and that you're, that you're being respected, but you also don't want to be, you know, like, like, um, how, how do you say it? 
right? You don't want to be ostracized next year. Exactly. You don't want to be ostracized. You don't want to be burning any bridges um, in order to do it. And then you're also thinking like, well, I'm still planning on being in the sport a little bit longer, right? Like I don't want to be, you know, creating any bad relationships with, with people uh, either. So um, I, I think this is going to take a lot of that, um, like, the, like the board will be able to kind of take that responsibility um, right now. So now the individual swimmers won't necessarily need to be um, put in those situations. If, if anyone out there is a, a, in a union, I'm in a union, I'm in the writer's guild and um, uh, I've been active and I've not been active, but you know, on the years where I was active, I can tell you that there were, there's, there is, there's no negotiation. There's no, there's no issues. It's um, if you are engaged for business and you sign an agreement, your payments come on time. Everything happens on time. Uh, I had the best insurance of my life when I was active. Um, it's, uh, I mean, this, it, it was so good. It was such, it was so much protection that, uh, you know, dropping out, I still pay dues because I'm like, I really support what this is about. So if you're in the Screen Actors Guild, the Director's Guild, the Writer's Guild, these protections are rock solid. And I've always wondered if if the Alliance would move into a situation where, there's these blanket contracts with FINA with in the governing bodies with, uh, with, uh, with ISL where these rules are followed. Otherwise the block of athletes are sitting down. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you never know where the direction is going to go, um, with this, right? Like, you know, like I said, we just had our first uh, meeting today, so we're still very early and we're still trying to, um, you know, we're going to be figuring out our, our bearings, um, you know, over the first uh, few months uh, of this, but man, like I'm, I'm really excited about it because on one hand, like it's been a long time coming for swimming, but, and, but at the same time too, it's like, we are not, uh, this is one thing that we talked about. Like we're not trailblazers in this at all. Like we're one of the only professional sports that doesn't have or hasn't had an, um, an alliance uh, like this, like even in the NHL, for example, with, you know, the, the players association. Right. So it's, like we're, we feel like we're not trying to necessarily um, create something new. It's, it's like, we're trying to keep to the rest of the world. Like, like this should have been done a long time ago. And I think, you know, just, I think everyone's got to recognize Matt for, you know, really, um, you know, for 31 years working uh, to make sure that we, that swimmers actually, um, actually get this. Cause like I said, you know, he was done how, how long ago and you can still see the passion he has, um, for the sport after so many years to come back and uh, still working to make the sport a better place for everyone. I think that's an interesting point because the, the Alliance has come hand in hand with a professional league, right? With the ISL and you, you know, you mentioned every other sport has their players Alliance, but it's kind of, it's kind of built structurally around or within their league, you know, the NBA, the NFL, the, the NHL, um, and so I don't think it's any surprise that this alliance has come when swimming finally isn't just, or it's becoming not just an Olympic sport. It is becoming a seasonal sport with an actual players league and therefore giving, giving swimmers the means to actually make an alliance and represent themselves because there's actually money on the table now besides just, you know, money meets that happen once a year and, and the Olympics that happens once every four years. 
Yeah, no, 100%. Like, you know, like you said, with the ISL, like it's, it's no longer just an Olympic sport. Like it's, it's now a professional sport. Um, I mean, we can talk about how, you know, this still should have been in place a long time ago, but, um, but now with the ISL, like we definitely need this in place. And uh, yeah, like, again, I got to tip my hat to, uh, to Matt Biondi for, uh, you know, for being a leader on this. To, uh, to the International Swimming League's credit, um, Coleman was in some of these meetings before they launched. Uh, long before they launched, they sat down with us, you know, as swim swam, uh, you know, and just as, as shareholders in the sport and sort of broke down and gave us this educational, this is who we are, this is our goals. <clears throat> These are our goals. This is what we intend to do. And always coupled with the International Swimming League was the alliance as a balance. And, um, and that's, and it's never, it's never not been a part of the conversation, even though it's taken in two years to to come on board because that's how long it took Matt to sign on 120 athletes but the but the relationship is is cozy you have uh, let's see here in terms of the board breakdown is it let's see here there's is it six athletes we have yeah. six athletes and then four as that are a part of management and um, there is an additional tiebreaker isn't there who's the, who's the tiebreaker on the board um, that I'm the tiebreaker. I'm actually not 100% sure on of yet. We're still figuring some things out. We got quite a few documents that we need to uh, need to memorize. I got most of it done, but uh, you know, still kind of learning as as um, as we go. It's a it's it's so it's a so to ISL's credit, they 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 they've always said that we have to have an alliance that's um, that is going to to be to be the opposite side of the coin for the International Swimming League. But they do have um, say on the board, and and it's uh, you know I'm wondering how this this influence feels. Does this feel positive? Does this feel does it feel like a guiding hand? Uh, you know, oh, yeah. You, I, I mean, let's let's be honest. The ISL like is a great thing for swimmers. I think that was one of the um, one of the things that I was actually most excited about coming out of retirement. Like was after I retired. Um, and then they announced the, uh, this ISL, like I kind of had that moment where I was like, oh man, like I wish we had this during, uh, when I was still swimming. So, um, so that was one of the, one of the big motivating factors for when I, when I was coming back that I might get a chance to actually, um, go and do that. Right. So, I mean, so obviously, you know, the ISL, I, I do feel has, um, swimming in general's best interests, um, at heart. So, um, so yeah, 100% I'm, uh, you know, fully, fully behind them on that. And in talking to Matt, Matt said that the, in terms of the revenue, so let's just, it, it's all going to be dollars over and above um, what exists today. So it has to be new money. It has to be more money. And uh, that's a sweetheart deal. The breakdown of the new money is 80% to the athletes, 20% to the association that's admin and, and management. Okay. It's uh, so here's a here's so here's the question that 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 the, the critical people in the background are are, are asking and, the, and they bring up in meetings when we have our editorial roundtables. Let's say that, um, you know, it's of, of the billions of dollars with the International Olympic Committee. Uh, the alliance negotiates uh, a big chunk from them or from FINA. And suddenly the budget is is in the millions. It's 10 million, 20 million. It could, you know, let's the could be 50 million at a, at a certain point, 20% of the management is going to be a pretty big nut. Is there, 
does the board have the ability to change the the structure in the future? Well, I honestly, I don't have that answer. Um, I feel like, a, you know, because every each board member has a certain number of votes. Um, so I, I would believe that we could always put things uh, to a vote because there's one thing um, that was made very, uh, I think was pretty apparent in, uh, in our board meeting um, was that I don't think anybody is there for um, to get paid really, right? Like everybody is on that board because we genuinely feel like we want to make the swimming a better community for, um, for everyone that's coming in after us, right? You know, it's all about finding, you know, always leaving something better than, uh, than how you found it. I mean, we've all put our blood, sweat and tears um, into this sport. And that is 100% the motivating factor for all these athletes to be a part of this. Understood. Also, you know, I, you're 37 years old. Yeah. I, just, I, had to, I, had to I know I don't look it right. You're 37 years old. You're not going to benefit from this more than likely. Yeah. You're, um, you're, you know, it's great to be a founding member. It's great to be a part of history. Uh, this, this certainly goes with your, with your resume and, and all of the wonderful achievements you've had, but you're not going to benefit. And, and, and everybody currently, even, even younger swimmers are not going to benefit Matt, Matt, I, I'm wondering if Matt has managed expectations because in his conversations publicly with us, he said, you know, when pro football, um, the, the players association wasn't, they didn't really have a say or any power. It took them over a decade mm-hmm. with the NFL and the United States, which is, which we take for granted now. Uh, what, how has he explained that to you in terms of what the next four years, five years, 10 years will look like? Yeah, I think that's something that will probably be discussed in the later uh, meetings. Um, I, I think everybody kind of has that expectation that, you know, um, it is going to take a while to, um, you know, to kind of, uh, what do you want to say, kind of get that, um, you know, make our voices heard and kind of have that stance um, and that sort of support. But, uh, you know, like I said, you know, we all got to start somewhere. And the great thing is that we've got, you know, all these amazing people, um, you know, again, being led by Matt to, kind of take the reins on this thing and, uh, and get it going. Cause if, if not now, like when, right. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to kick this over to Coleman here in a second, but let, let's play this game. In in my, in my, uh, as, as someone who's a swimming fan, a former elite in my heart of hearts and in my, my swim fantasy, this is what I would like to see with the Alliance. I would like to see the Alliance negotiate a part of the television rights from FINA and have, uh, and, for, and for that percentage to be public and for us to know how that's going to be divvied up so that we know it's a bigger number and that athletes are going for it. Additionally, uh, I would like to see athletes have more real estate on their body or real estate actually at the venue. That's, it's a revenue driving force. So that's, that's, my, that's my swim fantasy for, for, for the Alliance. Um, Coleman, what about you? Do you have you thought about this? I, hold on, I don't know that people, everyone listening, might understand what you mean by real estate on their body or in the venue. So it's here's the thing: it, 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 Fina and Brent can share this with you. Yeah, did you wear the bibs? Did you have to wear bibs? Yeah, yeah, you walk behind the, the bibs. Yeah, this yeah. is advertisement on your body. Yeah, you walk you walk out behind the blocks and you've got your bibs, it's got your lean number, but then it's also got the event sponsor, right? Like the corporate sponsor uh, on there as well. Like you know, it'll have like the swimsuit sponsor, but then you'll be like another sponsor, like um, 
um, like, you know, like Yakult uh, was, is, has always been a big one or like Canon or Nikon, uh, you know, um, we've, we've seen it. And, you know, first off, you know, obviously a huge thank you to them because otherwise we probably wouldn't be able to have these, um, these competitions. Um, but like, we don't have personal relationships with, um, with these sponsors and, you know, we're putting them on us, but it, I think it would be nice to be able to in, include our own personal sponsors and, and give them the, um, you know, I want to say like the, the visual representation of like, you know, these are athletes that we are supporting, right? So allow us to go out onto the pool deck to, to show that. And I do feel like not being allowed, being allowed to do that uh, makes a lot of potential sponsors think that they're not really going to get a lot of return on, inv- on their investment because their support of that athlete is not going to be seen, right? So, um, so there's showing the, you know, thank you to our sponsors here, they are, but also like, you know, what about the potential sponsors as well? I can get, I, I can only think of how many, um, how many athletes have missed out on huge sponsorship opportunities just because they weren't allowed to actually, um, to show those sponsors, uh, logos. Thanks for clarifying that, Brent. And thanks for asking that additional question, Colin, but it, in, in terms of the, in terms of the, the, the Alliance, um, hope for the future, do you, have you thought this through Coleman? I mean, we, we saw in the suit era in you know, the, the full body suits, how FINA, or maybe it was once they prohibited the full body suits, but you know, FINA made the rule of like the tag can only be this big. Right. And, um, and, or the logo on the suit, you know, can only be a certain size, which kind of ridiculous, but, um, and then we saw recently, we saw Caleb Dressel suit up in a full body suit and he had like sub 20 down one leg and he had Dressel down the other leg and he had like the full cap for it. And he looked like a freaking racing car. Uh, and yeah, he looked like a superhero. <laughs> exactly. It was awesome. I mean, he was, he was logoed up and he, you know, and it was put on by speedo. So it was all speedo stuff, but it's like, we there's so much potential there even if we don't bring back full suits but what if you had meets where there were full suits i mean because people would would want to see that (laughs) and but even if you only have you know jammers for guys and knee skins for girls like there's still there's still real estate there like mel said yeah there's also the track suits that we wear when we're walking out behind the blocks uh, too right um there's towels that we could you know have have over our shoulders right like there's um there's lots of rooms that you know there are swim caps you know um i could i could tattoo the side of my head right <laughs> like you just you never know yeah and well, so it, it seems like to, to to end out on mel's point it seems like there's a lot of potential opportunities bargaining opportunities that that this alliance could uh could rally for and yeah. and get sponsors involved and get swimmers paid yeah, exactly. And, and um, you know, I think even just, you know, you guys even just talking about what your goals would be for this alliance, like, that's another reason, like, I, why I think we're here, like, we're here to also listen to the athletes to, you know, hear what they want, right? It's not just us, you know, trying to dictate what, you know, what the swimmer, what we think the swimmers want. I mean, we are swimmers ourselves, but like, we are there to be the voice and to actually to listen and then uh, communicate that uh, forward. You know, it's interesting. It was in, um, Matt, Matt sent us a, a, a really big breakdown in encyclopedia, uh, swimmers Alliance. And, uh, yeah, I'm still reading it. No, no, it, it's <laughs> committing it's, it to memory. No, it, it's 
but in, in terms of like the things that you that you take for granted, it's uh, you know he, he's like Mel. My biggest concern is is COVID and protections and safeguards. And I guess the our we we've got to be aware that we want our athletes to be safe. And uh, and he and he talked about fair treatment and uh, of um, you know the sexes, people of color, and um, and I was like, so he he has some foundational things that he that he was he wanted to. To, to be in place and he wanted to show leadership there. Um, something that people take for granted is that, you know, you show up at, at, at huge events and your name may or may not be used, but they just use it. And uh, he, he wanted some protections around name and likeness. So if you're a sponsor uh, of, of the world championships, that doesn't automatically make you a sponsor of, of Brent Hayden. Yeah. And uh, these are, these are some obvious things where athletes have sort of just accepted it over the years and this never, this wouldn't be accepted in other sports. Oh, uh, 100%. How long, how long is the board position? How long are you there? Uh, I think it's, um, so when you, uh, you know, I've actually got it here because that, that's one of the things, um, like I said, I am still kind of uh, memorizing um, everything, but I know that when I retire, right, when the athletes actually do retire, they actually still get to stay on the board, but they get demoted. So that means that, you know, they will, um, you know, their votes will get um, halved. And then there's a period where then they're, um, you know, they get demoted um, again. But like I said, we're, we're still very new and uh, hopefully I'll have more of these uh, finer points uh, memorized a little better, but We'll bring you back for that. The, yeah, um, perfect. Yeah, it's a, it's. Uh, I remember him sharing that. He also said that it's because we we want athletes who are out, who don't have skin in the game, but really just are, are culturally care because they identify with swim, and they're they're and you're 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 the exact example of that. The uh, we're down to five minutes, and it's uh, you know my my biggest question about the Alliance was, um, is the board, so the board will have oversight over the Alliance budget. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to work. And it, it seems like in terms of the makeup of the board, it seems like the athletes have the majority. Um, but it's a, God, I'd like to be a fly on the wall in those meetings. I mean, you can always talk to Matt. I mean, um, you know, see, see if he'll let you um, chime in on uh, our, you know, get in there on, on one of them. Cause like, I don't. Those are going to be closed meetings. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, I, I feel like transparency is, is obviously always important. And we want to try to be as, um, as tra transparent uh, as possible. So like, I don't know, like maybe, maybe there is a way uh, for that to happen, but uh, you know, yeah, I would just drop Matt a message and, uh, and, uh, and see. How, how often are you meeting right now? Uh, right now it's once a month. So we have our next um, next meeting planned for the 17th of March. And yeah, you're active and you're moving. Yeah. I mean, like we're, we also, we're all, um, yeah, we're all training still. Like we've got, we got other priorities right now. Like we're, we're trying to get ready for Tokyo and, you know, our Olympic trials and, and, and that. So obviously we don't want to be taking up uh, too much time and attention away from training in order to do this. Like, like I rushed home straight from training and I walked in the door with like literally two minutes before the meeting started. Like I skipped my warm down uh, at practice and I might be feeling the lactic, uh, you know, um, tomorrow, you know, and, uh, you know, some, you know, delayed onset muscle soreness, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, like I said, we're all, currently training or the majority of us are currently training athletes. So, you know, we got to make sure that we're not, uh, we're not sacrificing our preparation. 
It's, um, it's obviously remote. Everything's a Zoom meeting, I'm assuming. And it's a, uh, so we've, we've got six superstars on the board that are, that are currently athletes. Who is, uh, why do I, why do I feel like, is, is Tom the most vocal? Tom Shields? Um, or is it Katinka? No, I, I, feel, I feel like everybody chimed in today. Um, you know, like I, I was pretty vocal um, in a talk. Um, yeah, like I think, yeah, everybody took a moment to kind of say at least a couple things. So, so it was, uh, it, one, it's pretty, I will say it, it is pretty cool to be hopping on a Zoom call with, with, you know, all these other great athletes and kind of being a part of that group. Um, so that's just, that's just a little thing that's in the back of my head. Like, oh my, oh my God, this is, this is actually like really cool to be, um, to be a part of and to be included with such great athletes. And what, what I do, just I'm sorry. give our listeners a little bit of context. Those athletes include Renomi Kremwe Yo-Yo, Katinka Hosu, Leah Neal, Tom Shields, Brent, who's on with us now, and Chad LeClow. Yeah. And, and what's, so this is, this is going back, we're down to two minutes, but we're going back to, to what I was talking about earlier and being a fly on the wall. What's interesting is that um, you're, you're going to be talking about big numbers and big changes because the, the flip side of this is one of your board members, Tom Shields, is currently in a lawsuit Katinka. with Katinka, also in the lawsuit with, uh, with FINA. And that really is about discovery. And that's about seeing the nitty gritty details of finances in international swimming. And uh, it's all about disclosure and finding those real numbers. They, they, put, out, uh, they put out some documents that, that looked very professional and, and they, they made a lot of sense. But I'm always wondering if the story's a little different. And, that's, and, I, and I'm, something tells me you guys are going to hear about this sooner than anyone else on the Alliance board. Yeah, we haven't heard about it yet. That wasn't uh, wasn't on the agenda today, but yeah, maybe in the future. You have any parting thoughts? No, I I mean I think I sort of said everything. Like this is just it's been a long time coming. Uh, we got a lot of work to do, but you know we're going to do the best job that we can to make sure that swimming is in a better place than when we found it. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.